Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 175 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Friendship and Ambiguous Loss, but I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there and leave a comment. Let me know what you think of the show. You could subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and the audio goes up on YouTube day and date when the episode hits at 7 a.m. on Monday. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. You know, let me know what you think of the show. Give me a suggestion, something like that. Just a way to interact. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe. And yeah, I'm calling this friendship, uh, this episode Friendship and Ambiguous Loss because um, I'm not done with Guardians of the Galaxy yet. I've talked to Martin. I've reached out to him again. We're both on track to finish it in the next couple of weeks, but I'm going out of town. Uh, next week and martin has been out of town so he hasn't been able to be near his uh gaming device of choice um and i am getting in a place where next week i'm out of town i may be able to play i talked about the xcloud app before i may be able to connect it just depends on if the network is reliable i don't know if that's true or not so the next two episodes to give me a little bit extra time this episode the next episode are going to be about this one's going to be about friendship and ambiguous loss I'm not here to make any big statement. I don't think Martin and I have broken up as friends. Um, but when I was playing Guard of the Galaxy, the idea of friendship and even being a leader kind of come up a little bit in the game. Obviously, you're Star-Lord, you're commanding the Guardians of the Galaxy, Gamora, Drax, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot. Um, and you're trying to keep everything together. And so what a better way to talk about the themes of the game, which... Uh, it's something I might do in between episodes now. I'm debating on how to change the show up. Basically give myself more time to play bigger games. Uh, and I think maybe I'll do this where I've been finding Psychology Today articles and blogs written about the themes of the games. And I might go over that to kind of reinforce kind of what I'm feeling about the game. And again, you are a leader, but I think in a way the Guardians are kind of like these begrudging friends that have been put in these situations. And so I at least wanted to read some information about something called Ambiguous Loss, which um, seems like it was created. I got an article up. Again, I love Psychology Today, so I always bring up their articles. I, again, I've said this before. I should just subscribe because I read so many Psychology Today articles. Um, and this, um, I'm just going to read some of this article. Uh, this is called, Why Are You Sad and Irritable? Irritable, it could be ambiguous loss. Ambiguous loss or frozen grief explains a mix of confusing feelings. Um, key points, ambiguous loss or frozen grief occurs with vague or confusing losses. With ambiguous loss, there's often a feeling of melancholy and emptiness without a sense of knowing what it's about. Putting the feelings and loss into words with help with someone can help with moving on even if sadness is still present. Um, and I'm going to read you some of these examples um, just to give you an idea of like how, uh, you know, how far the breadth of this goes. Uh, Chan started therapy because his best friend had been badly injured in a motorcycle accident. He told me, quote, he survived, but he'll never be the same. And I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know what to say to him when I go to visit him. I don't know how to talk to him. And I don't know what to do with my feelings about it. I'm not one of those guys who thinks it's weak to cry. But I'm so sad and I feel like crying all the time. The other day I broke down at work. That's not good. So I just want to start with this example. You know, Yi-Chan is not the one who uh, experienced 
um, you know, he didn't experience the accident. But all the time, and this is strangely enough something that I've been, a series that I watched, there's kind of these knock-on effects of, you know, these things don't affect you. And I don't think Yi Chin really wants to make it about himself. He does understand. I mean, this is just one little paragraph that I've read his quote. I don't think he doesn't feel bad for his friend. But, you know, grief, I've said many times, is more about, it, it doesn't just have to do with death. It can be a change and something that you have to deal with later on. Now, you know, Yi Chen's relationship with his friend has uh, changed a lot. And, and how do you go forward with the change in your friendship? And again, I don't think he's being mean or cruel. Um, he doesn't understand uh, what to do. And so he's just like, I don't know what to do. What do I do with this? You know, I, I mean, I think the first step would probably be talking to his friend and just laying it on the line. Um, I've talked to Marty about this. We both had things going on in our life where the best solution is just to level with someone. And I think that's actually reflected in the game. Uh, strangely enough, you have a moment with Star-Lord and Rocket earlier in the game. Rocket doesn't agree with you. I think I mentioned it before in my quick look. He wants to go on the run. You have some money from a job. You want to pay a fine that the Nova Corps... Uh, levies against you and there's this real tension and he gets mad and he starts uh rocket you kind of hear him grumbling you go up to speak to him as star lord and he starts mentioning how he starts making fun of the group you know everybody in the in in the guardians of the galaxy and you have to basically stuck stick up for all of them and say listen i always listen to you and i care about what you say but I gotta be honest with you, this is probably the best course of action, and I trust what these people are, you know, everybody else is telling me. And Rocket kind of backs off and says, oh, you know, it probably would be a good idea to pay the fine. I don't want to have to look over my shoulder all the time. And so I think, um, you know, we have to reevaluate these these things in our life, and, and we have to be willing and open to, you know, just telling people how we feel and leveling with them and saying, hey, I don't like this, I don't like that, we need to do this. I think Guardians of the Galaxy does a good job. Again, I played more of this game. I'm still not really sold on the combat and things like that. But the dialogue and the story is actually really good. That actually kind of pulls me through. And usually in a game, that's second or third on my list of things that I care about. So let me get to this second example. Uh, Marty has been in therapy for a couple of years before COVID. But during the pandemic, her parents became ill with the virus. Quote, I was lucky. They both survived. But I'm so sad and anxious all the time now. I worry about their health and about what's going on, what's going to happen to them. I see them as so frail and vulnerable, and they're feeling vulnerable themselves. I know. They're talking, um, they're talking about finding a new living situation so they don't have to burden me about, uh, they don't, won't be a burden on me and my siblings if something happens. I don't want to think about these things, and I don't want to be, don't want them to be thinking about them. It just makes me upset. So yeah, I mean, I think this happened to me too. I came home uh, earlier this week and I got a notice from the state of Washington that I had been in contact with someone that tested positive for COVID. Now I'm a pretty mellow person, but I don't know if it's because to my knowledge, I haven't gotten COVID the whole time during the, pan the lockdowns and the pandemic, but I kind of freaked out and um, told my wife and was kind of freaked out. And she's like, okay, just, uh, just calm down, take a test. And I'm just kind of self-isolating this weekend just to be safe. I have one negative test. After I record this, I'm going to take another test. And if I'm negative, then it's been a few days. Hopefully, I'm in the clear. I don't have any kind of symptoms, but I need to just calm down. And I think, um, 
Yeah, I totally understand this. This idea of the the unknown, you know, the the chaos of what could happen. You know, this is another ambiguous. Like, what am what am I? You know, I think I'm pretty healthy. Um, if I got COVID, I have a vaccine. I have a booster. Apparently, the variant that is out is not as deadly as the other ones that have been out. Um, not to say that something could happen, but like, I don't even want to think about that. If I did get sick, I would get treatment for it or stay at home like I am now and kind of walk on. And so I don't know why I was freaking out so much, but I do understand this idea of, you know, uh, Marty being upset about her parents. So I'll read the last thing here. Uh, James was also upset, but as he put it, I can't pin it on anything in my life. My life wasn't too bad during the pandemic. And now with everything opening up again, it's fine. I mean, I don't love what's happening globally and I'm not thrilled when the new surging virus cases, but in general, Things are just fine. So why am I so on edge? And I think to some of this, it could just be the unknown. But this general sense of uneasiness is, I think, this sense of ambiguous loss and what to do with it. And again, I think in Guardians of the Galaxy, I can't imagine uh, Peter Quill's headspace. And I, I didn't write the actor down, but I'll get that again for the spoiler cast. I think he did a great job of portraying this in the game. The idea that he's really trying to pull these people together and how it's just got to be hard every day to be a leader. Plus... If you think about it, in the Guardians of the Galaxy story, at least the one so far, I haven't got enough of the flashback yet to know when he ended up as a Guardian or ended up in space. But he, to my knowledge, he wasn't a fully formed adult yet. He was a child. So being, I guess, I don't know, how's, how do I put it? Um, educated in space to see what is going on and, and what is happening and having that kind of blow your mind. And then on top of that, having to have the skill set to be a leader and have people look up to you is something I think is pretty, pretty crazy. And I think the game does a good job of portraying that. The actor does a good job. I believe that he's having a hard time with it. And I believe these people are just barely on the knife edge from not agreeing on anything, you know. Um, so, yeah, that was one thing. And so I'm going to read a little bit more of this article. Um but whether you're feeling distressed because of genuine losses in your life or you're feeling anxious, sad, lonely, worried, irritable, or angry for no apparent reason, you are not alone. You may actually be suffering from what psychotherapists call ambiguous loss. Ambiguous loss is a concept coined by Dr. Pauline Boss to describe the kinds of feelings that occur when a loved one is lost without some sort of res resolution or closure uh, possible. Examples including situations like 9-11, for example, you never get to say goodbye to your loved ones who die still. It can also include a longing for family members who are far away, accompanied by what Dr. Boss calls an unnamed loss and melancholy that never went away. I watched a video that um, Dr. Pauline Boss put. I think she's from the University of Missouri or Montana. I, or, uh, I apologize if I got those wrong. But she did a minute and a half video about her parents were immigrants and from Sweden, and they were always celebrating old holidays, uh, even when they were in the States, and um, had been in the States for years. We're, already, we're still making dishes from back home. We're still celebrating, uh, you know, we're still missing all their relatives, and but they still long to be back home, but yet they were here. So that's like a form of grief or loss of, you know, it doesn't sound like they wanted to come here. Maybe they were forced to come to the States, like they were a refugee for whatever reason. And they felt like they never had any closure at home and kind of got moved here, maybe against their will, and were just having a hard time trying to deal with it and, you know, do what they could to make a terrible situation good, um, something like that. Huh? Um, 
Ambiguous, I'm going to keep reading. Ambiguous loss can also uh, be another name for unresolved grief, meaning the kind of grief that gets frozen inside of us, uh, which can be called frozen grief, and it makes it impossible for us to move onto a happier, more content place. Of course, grief and significant loss may never fully be put behind us, but having some uh, form of closure can lead to acceptance and a capacity to in integrate this lifelong sadness into a rich and meaningful mix of emotions. I mean, this... Uh, you know, they have tons of different examples for like the pandemic when people had to stay at home and they couldn't bond with like, you know, social circles and things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, there's tons of different examples. Um, um, and uh, although I couldn't give, oh, let's see right here. Um, and this is the author of the article talking to your clients. Sorry, I was like, I had different highlighted areas. I have the discussion daily with clients in my still remote for now psychotherapy psychotherapy practice. One of the things that brings up the feeling of loss and unease is when a client asks if I'm planning to come back into, into my office in person. My answer is that I'm extremely cautious and therefore not coming in yet because I have a spouse with an immune disease. I'm waiting until we clarify the safety of being in a room together especially now with the uptick in cases yet again. But that answer and the feeling of things are not settled and the loss for some of being in the office with me in person is unsettling for some of my clients. We walk about, we talk about the difficulties and inevitability. We get the feeling of ambiguous loss. When James and I began to explore his feelings of edginess, we discovered that one of the difficulties for him was that as he was finally able to put it to words, he wanted things to go back to normal including coming back into the office, I feel, I don't know, it seems silly to say, but safe somehow. I like being with you, and I like being in that space. Although I couldn't, I couldn't give him the answer he wanted right then, the fact that he was able to say to me and that I accepted and validated his feelings of loss actually made him feel better. Now that's something I want to bring up that I brought up in the beginning of this, is the fact that maybe just stating how things are and you know how you feel and I know from my wife and I going to therapy, just saying something out loud kind of gives it kind of like I put my cards on the table. What do we do now? And I think that is important. So to tell someone I don't like this, whatever, and to date, to bring this back to Guardians of the Galaxy, the interactions I've had with people are very good. You actually talk to Gamora about in this version of Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, slight spoilers, she killed Thanos. And at the end of the conversation, you could tell it was hard for her. She figured it was the best for, well, the galaxy. And at the end of that, you say, you know what, thanks thanks for thanks for telling me all this, you know? And she says, well, thanks for asking. Like, kind of, this, it, it, it's that, that act of just speaking is pretty amazing to me. And I think it's great that a game kind of addresses that in a way. And uh, again, I don't really know how I feel about the combat and all that. But again, the, the story is, enough, I think I've said it again enough, the story is enough to pull me through. And I can't wait to play the game. And I actually talked to Martin about it. Again, he's been out of town. And I've been out of town. Hasn't really worked out. But um, now uh, I'm uh, excited to see where it goes. And I hope this continues through the rest of the game. And so um, just to remind you guys, I'm not done yet, but I don't think I said the full title. This was from Psychology Today. <laughs> Psychology Today. It's called Why Are You Sad and Irritable? It Could Be Ambiguous Loss. It was posted on July 17, 2021. Uh, it was reviewed by Vanessa Lancaster, and it was written by F. Diane Barth, who has tons of initials behind her name. So I would hope that all means she is a psychologist. I do like that they have 
an editor or someone to review this. They have like peer reviewing. I should see how much psychology, I've said it many times. I should see how much psychology today is and I should rent it. So yeah. Um, anyway, um, I guess, yeah, that is actually it this week, guys. Uh, sorry for the delay in the review, but I, I'm, I, I'm trying to rework the web, the podcast. I want to start doing video. I also want to give myself time to sit with games that I've played. I've mentioned that many times before. I also want to give uh, guests a chance if we have like Martin on or a friend. Uh, I want to give us time to sit down and record that and really think about it a little bit. And so what I might do, I, I've just been thinking about this this week. What I might start doing is doing what I'm doing before, doing an early impressions uh, podcast with two games, maybe one short, one long, and then... Uh, doing an episode in between the spoiler cast of here's the themes that I think this game sticks with because I played and beaten it and here's my final spoiler cast and maybe bringing in some more themes or to see maybe if the themes that I pick up on early on like I'm saying now with this ambiguous loss with friendship if those things stick the landing till the end of the game and then maybe I'll have a guest on to see, you know, I, I want to have more guests on. Maybe my wife. I know Martin's game. I want to reach out, reach out to some other people that maybe don't uh, aren't as game sometimes, not to say it's bad or whatever, but see if they want because there's also some cool down things that I want to do. I've talked to you about that before, some hobbies I want to try out. A uh, long time ago, I mentioned in the pod, I was able to get a board game with a lot of miniatures in it. It's a Dark Souls board game. Uh, my friend Ben, who passed away, he got all the expansions. There was eight expansion with different miniatures in it and stuff like that. He didn't have the main game. I purchased that for whatever it was. But um, I bought a small uh, kit to paint miniatures. My wife paints portraits and, uh, you know, um, landscapes and things and just as a hobby paints. So we're going to sit together. I'm going to paint minis. She's going to paint... Um, you know, whatever, we'll do that. And I, I find that, I want to try to find that and see if it's a good cool down. The only thing that I have coming to me so far is um, a magnifying glass and a light because I just found out a month ago I had to get readers and my eyes aren't what they used to be. So hopefully that will, um, you know, hopefully that'll help. Hopefully it'll help be something relaxing I can do because I don't want all this to be, I mean, obviously I, I want the podcast to continue. I still want to talk about grief because I think it's important and it's something that games don't really talk about. Even though I've said before in games a lot, they cause a lot of grief. You're killing a lot of people or just doing horrible things in game between moral pathways if you're going to be good or bad. It causes a lot of people a lot of trouble. So yeah, I want to do that. But I also realize that you cannot stay at 11 or 12 thinking about grief, playing games about grief, all that kind of stuff all the time. So I may do an episode here or there that'll be like a cool down episode. I might do that after I do my full spoiler cast. Anyway, I'm trying to come up with a schedule and trying to be uh, more sustained. So um, anyway, I hope this was a good episode. Uh, I hope you guys have a good week. Stay healthy and tell people how you feel. If you feel bad about something, let people know. It's the best thing ever. It's just so freeing to be like, I don't like this. And just to have people, um, you know, respond. Many episodes ago, I played in a D&D campaign. I was a DM. I know this is sound abstract for the game, but you're basically a supervisor at that point, but you're working together to tell a story. I was having a bad experience, and I just told the group, listen, man, ladies, well, it was all men. Listen, guys, I'm having a bad experience. Some of the group was shocked, 
But one of the guys says, thank you for coming and telling us this because now we can move forward that you're saying you're not having a good time. So there is power in just telling someone, yeah, this wasn't the best time. Um, so yeah, have a good week. Everyone be safe. Uh, be honest when you can and tell people the truth when you can. And I will talk to you guys again next week. Yeah.